Language Chats. This is a podcast for language lovers in Australia and beyond, where we share our experiences, as well as stories from other Australians and a few international guests of learning, working with, and using other languages. I'm Beck. And I'm Penny. And hello. Hello, Beck. It feels like ages since it's just been us on the podcast and we get to have a chat. I know. It's been a while. We've had lots of wonderful guests with us, which is always great. Um, But yeah, it's been a long time since it was just you and me. (laughs) So what's been going on? How's how's life? (laughs) It's not been too bad. Coming to the end of lockdown in Melbourne. So that's that's a good thing. Um, But, you know, kind of traveling along. It's just, I don't know, I feel like a lot of 2021 has been kind of the same for us down here. Like Hasn't treading been a water. lot of variation. Yeah, yeah. It just feels like yesterday it was May and now it's October. It's frightening. <laughs> frightening. Yeah. yeah, so it's gone quickly, but, um, but you know, it's okay. How about you? Yeah, similar. I mean, being outside of Melbourne, we've had a little bit more freedom than Melbournians, but I'm looking forward to being reunited as a whole kind of country and a state so that we actually can do things and see people. Exactly. Um, So tell me what's been going on language-wise. Are you still doing Danish? Yes, I am. And actually, I'm doing a little more Danish than German at the moment, and that's just happened by chance. Um, But yes, I am still... Still doing Danish. At the moment, I take weekly, sorry, not weekly, fortnightly, um, just one-on-one lessons online. So that's been good and it's kept me on track because it means like, you know, I sort of book my classes in about five lesson chunks. Um, So that means that like 10 weeks at a time, I'm sort of ready to go um, and I can't you know, shy away from actually doing, you know, committing to it and sticking to it. So yeah, that has been great. Um, And up until a few weeks ago, I was still doing weekly German classes, but I've just decided to take a little bit of a break from the weekly classes for that for the moment. Um, Although I may go back to it at a later date. Um, But yeah, that's what's happening in my my language life at the moment. Um, What about you, Penny? I like the fortnightly approach, by the way. And I'm sure we'll, we'll talk about this later, but yes. yeah, that sounds sensible to me. Um, I am having a little hiatus. So life has been a little bit crazy lately, mm. as it has been for many people. And in amongst lockdowns and quarantining bizo and mm-hmm. <laughs> moving house, I decided to take a break from Japanese, which was my focus language. And I was due to go back a couple of weeks ago and I decided not to. Um, But I'm feeling very comfortable with that decision at the moment. Mm -hmm. And I think we might talk about this later as well. But um, I think a break and a refresh is what I need to work out. Not just the language that I want to focus on, but how I learn Mm -hmm. the language and yep. what parts of the language that I am learning. All very reasonable things by mm. the sounds of it. Mm. And I feel like there's some other things going on too that in, in my head, language-related, mm-hmm. lots of things going on in my head as always. But <laughs> <laughs> And it's yeah, it's been to do with my kids actually and 
I've never had this desire to teach them Japanese, which sounds weird because it's just never been in my, I don't know, my frame. I always mm-hmm. thought the languages that we would focus on as a family would be probably, if I'm honest, either Chinese or French or a combo of the of the two with some Vietnamese in there for fun and for when we travel because we love to go there when we can. Um, and so I've just had this feeling lately that I really want the kids to be more involved and have some more structure to their exposure. And I thought Japanese is a language that I wanted to do that with. So I'm thinking, <laughs> step back, that I'm going to, yeah, have a re-look at what I want to focus on and then that will also translate into what we do more as a family as well. Uh-huh. Long story. Okay. No, no, not at all. This is all sounding, I, I'm liking where you're going with this. And you've mentioned structure a few times, which I'm interested in. I it's, love very non, it's a very non-penny word, isn't it? <laughs> not true, because I think it, people have different kinds of structure. Um, but yeah, you mentioned structure a few times and I'm getting the feeling that like, maybe because I feel like yeah you have always been kind of a less you know not so much structured textbook um planned study in that kind of way you're sort of more the other camp more like free let it go enjoy the experience you know learn by immersion that sort of feel um but are you yeah kind of pushing towards maybe a more structured approach yeah good Good question, Beck. Um, it's really funny because I feel like actually that I've been pushing back <laughs> against the mm. structured textbook approach. Okay. And I think that's what didn't feel good about my Japanese experience. I loved getting back into Japanese mm. and I really was so excited and, you know, I was going down a whole bunch of like YouTube and Netflix rabbit warrens and really loving it. But I think the 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 kind of the the classroom environment even though I was doing one-on-one classes which I really love that's always been mm. something that I've tried to do at least in the last few years anyway um is great that suits me I think following the st- structure of a textbook mm. and a textbook perhaps that I don't know it didn't really appeal that much I mean I know mm. it's a great textbook and everything but um so, yeah, I think that's where I'm at at the moment. With your Danish studies, mm-hmm. are, you, are you guys following some kind of curriculum or text, grammar? Not at, not at all. So interestingly, mm. I, I feel I've gone a bit against my usual approach <laughs> with Danish. Um, I've, like, flipped everything on its head. Um, so my Danish classes, no textbook, no, no, no text actually, like no, no reference text really. Um, when I first started, my teacher did give me a couple of kind of reference PDFs. Um, <laughs> so like one was basically a, a simple phrase book and the other one was kind of a vocab, I want to say like, like a really, really, really long vocab list. Um yeah. And also something that was just about pronunciation because um, 
pronunciation in Danish is a bit notoriously tricky. Um, and that was basically all the like kind of physical written content that I had to begin with. Um, and since then, almost all of my lessons online have just been talking. Oh. So, um, which for me is quite out of character. Mm. Um, and the only other thing, so it's not just talking, like, um, I don't think I would be entirely happy with like a lesson that had nothing else, but my, my teacher always gives me an exercise, sort of like a little assignment for the next class. And so I do that on my own, um, which gets, gives me a chance to try to write on my own. And maybe read an article or some other sort of text. And then in the next class, we always come back to it. And that will kind of be one of the things that we talk about um, in the next lesson. So I'm still like getting the opportunity to do um, like written sort of production and um, written comprehension. But um, I don't do that in my, in my class at all. So does that exercise that your teacher sets, that serves as a prompt and as a kind of starting off point for each of the, the classes that you do? Yeah, yep, exactly, which I actually I really enjoy. Like that took a little bit of time, like sort of I guess right at the beginning when I was like super, super, duper beginner because I didn't know anything. <laughs> I've, had, I've had the same one teacher since I started at the beginning of this year and um right at the start, like initially it was a little bit more exercise based. And I think that was just as like, I was just learning the basics. And I think probably as a teacher as well, maybe he was like kind of trying to suss out what I what I wanted out of the classes. Who is this crazy and, Aussie girl yeah. in Melbourne who wants to learn Danish? That's probably what he's thinking. <laughs> I know, yeah. He probably makes that every lesson. He's like, why? Um, but anyway, so like I think he was just trying out a few different things to like work out like, what do you find yeah. useful? What are you enjoying? Like where are your kind of language skills at? How fast do you move? You know, do you do work on your own at home? Like, or are you just like turning up to these classes and then hoping for the best? <laughs> um, and yeah, so that took probably like, I don't know, maybe maybe four or five weeks in, probably started doing this. Like we basically just spend the entire lesson talking, but that's me trying to talk and him talking in Danish, me trying to understand and then trying to formulate more sentences. Um, And then, yeah, he started giving me like something to do on my own. And, yeah, I think that's worked out really well because it gives me some time to like independently go and do all the stuff that takes time. You know, you've got to like look up words and then you Mm. kind of go down a rabbit warren, like you said, like, you know, looking up something and then you're like, oh, a video that might be relevant to that. Oh, I found a podcast. Like, you know, those sorts of things. Um, But that takes time and I guess you don't have time to do all of that kind of mucking around when you're in a a timed. um, No, you want to maximize that. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So did you guys ever discuss or did he ever ask you directly like what your interests are, your passions, what, you know, things you do outside of language that could help frame the types of topics, vocab and things that you guys would discuss? Yeah, he he did. Um, And I wouldn't say that actually because a lot of the stuff that we do Sorry, a lot of the like tasks that I'm kind of given, they tend to be a bit random, like which is kind of good actually because some of them are like, you know, it'll be like an article that's online um, that's about a current topic or I don't know, all kinds of just like 
random things. Like one time I did a a little task that was like, you know, go around your city and try and video yourself. This was when we were not in lockdown. Um, <laughs> go around your city and like take a video of yourself trying to describe some things in your city um, that, you know, a regular person might not know about or like a tourist was visiting, Ooh. you know, try and like show them off a part of your city. And so like I think it's the good thing about it is that it's varied. Um, yeah. But... Yeah, sorry. I feel like I've gone on like a massive tangent here. It's just, <laughs> it's just, yeah. This is definitely my least structured experience of learning a language, but I don't think it's entirely like there's not an absence of structure because actually, yes. although it feels less structured to me, there still is a structure there. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, and you can feel your progress, right? And that's yeah, the most absolutely. important thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It reminds me of. Um, when I went back to French last year, which was my kind of year of year of French, and I set up one-on-one online classes for that as well. And the teacher just really tailored the whole lesson to to me. And you know, looking back, you think, well, that's that's quite a privileged position and quite a privileged thing to have happen. So there was a lot of things about, um, you know, geography and, and France, life in France, um, language, culture, food, all these things that she knew that that I loved and that it's easy to find, you know, material and resources on as well. Um, but, yeah, you know, that, that does make a real difference, I think, to your overall enjoyment. Are you finding with this mm. approach that you're you're really looking forward to your fortnightly lessons? Yeah, I I do and I find that like because, well, I don't know, like I I feel like I'm just like constantly making mistakes. Like (laughs) I'm not in a position where like I would still very much consider myself to be a beginner. So I always come into these classes knowing that I'm basically going to spend 45 minutes like stumbling over myself and not knowing how to explain, how how to express myself properly. Um, However... The nice thing is that I do find that I'm coming to the end of my classes realizing that I can say more than I thought I could. Yes. And that is that is nice. Um, so like a part of it is just forcing myself to to do that too. Like and to be in, I mean, to be in a comfortable space. I think lots of lots of teachers are really great at this. They will help make you feel comfortable to like just waffle on in your half <laughs> you're you're not quite correct but you're getting there and you're learning something like it's getting a little bit better every week um yeah. way of talking and yeah but it's it's definitely more about just like building the confidence to try to say things and not be too concerned about like pre-preparing sentences mm. to say I think that's what that's what I'm getting out of this experience it's that like coming in for 45 minutes of just trying to freestyle in my yeah. quite limited Danish, <laughs> actually is kind of paying off because every week there's something that I still remember. Yeah, um, that's awesome. And that those things that I still remember are kind of building up over time. I so think. what would you say then, thinking about this experience with Danish, then what in your mind would be an experience you've had that's on the other end of the scale, completely opposite from a structured textbook so 
Yeah. So yeah. I would say my experiences of my well, more recently, my experiences of German have been on like majority. I would say have been very structured, um, almost exclusively textbook based up until the sort of pandemic in which case everything went online but there was still a very structured online content um sort of platform that where I was doing German they were using so like it's I've always had structure in the German classes I've taken um there's always been text to follow like chapters to go through exercises and like homework set for the class having said that I've pretty much almost exclusively done group classes for German um, and only like occasionally done some that have been on my own. So I guess at the moment I'm kind of thinking, oh, I might actually do some one-on-one classes for German classes, one-on-one like sessions for German um, that maybe will be a bit freer in the way that yeah. they're they're structured. Um, but also my level in German is higher. So I kind of feel like I can do that because you know, if I'm freestyling in German for 45 minutes, it's, it's a, a bit, bit different. different to freestyling yeah. in Danish for 45 minutes. It's interesting what you said just then too was, um, and I think we should make the distinction as well, there is a difference between having a, a kind of a class, a teacher mm. versus maybe a conversation session or a tutor or a, a catch-up in that language where it's a different environment, it's a different vibe, isn't it? And there's a different outcome as well. Yeah, there is for sure. And when you're, I mean, obviously if you've got other people around in the class too, that impacts kind of the dynamic of how you're learning. Um, But I'm interested, Penny, because like what would you say is the most most structured um, kind of class that you've had in the past? Because I know you've done – you know, you've done some languages at university and stuff too where you've probably yeah. had more structure than, oh, I think, than even yeah. your Japanese classes that you were mentioning. A lot of the early days of my learning of Asian languages has been very structured. Mm. Um, so my Vietnamese experience both at uni in Vietnam and here in Australia, um, yeah, super structured, particularly in Vietnam, and Chinese in, in China as well really structured um but I guess in saying that though with especially with the Chinese experience um we were encouraged and we you know we took up that opportunity as much as we could as well to have a lot of kind of other experiences outside of the classroom which were Mm. completely unstructured so whether that was a language exchange um Getting a tutor, obviously just living in country is an experience in itself. Of course. Um, so I, I never felt – well, I did. <laughs> I was going to say never felt hemmed in, but I, I did. But I think at least there was a little bit of balance there. And I think that yeah, gets sure. me thinking back to this experience I've just had with Japanese as well where, you know, I couldn't quite put my finger on how I was feeling, but I think – if I'm to go back again and say it was Japanese again and I was keen to have a class one-on-one teacher experience with it with a textbook I totally would supplement that with something less formal and more fun and free-flowing 
And mm, that brings me back sure. to your once a fortnight experience as well. And I think that's a really nice kind of period of time, especially if if I was doing weekly classes and maybe like touching base once a fortnight, even once a three weeks, like with with someone who I could mangle words and sentences with, like that'd be good. Yeah. Yeah. I So fortnightly um, I have quite enjoyed and that is something that I decided to do after having had weekly like mm. I was putting them in weekly initially and then I was like wow I think this might be a bit too much and not because I wasn't like interested like I was interested enough to come back after a week but I didn't have like at the time I was doing both weekly German and weekly Danish and that was too much for me <laughs> yeah that's a lot I know that might not be too much for other people but that was too much for me and it was also too much work outside of like I, I couldn't I didn't have enough time to get all my out yeah. like to get the out of class work done yeah um or like study or just time just learning the language on my own um and that was why I pushed it out to fortnightly but I'm liking the fortnightly frequency because it gives me enough time having said that I do find I am still often doing my homework like two days before (laughs) like oh at least you do it two (laughs) 20 minutes before Um, but yeah, fortnightly is kind of working, but again, I guess you just got to find your rhythm. Um, and the nice thing about when you're doing it one, one on one, and if you've got a bit of like flexibility with your teacher is that you can kind of, you can change it up, you know, if you need to reduce it to fortnightly and then come back to weekly when you've got lots of time or whatever you can, you can do that. Um, but I was, I was just going to say as well before, cause something just a little, little ding in my mind ding um (laughs) I was just thinking about when you were saying like uh in terms of having so in terms of structure and textbooks how you were saying like in in the textbook that you were using maybe the content of the textbook didn't really align with your interests um or maybe like how you would even use the language because I think I think a lot of people would probably identify with that where you sometimes come across a textbook that's like prescribed for a course and then you find that like it's actually a textbook that feels like it's for teenagers or um it's got kind of a bunch of really uh stilted dialogues that you don't feel like you would ever talk like that if um you found yourself in in a real environment, speaking the language. Um, and that is something that I have, I have also noticed before and I dislike it because <laughs> I think it's just completely, it's not that useful. Sometimes, especially when you're a beginner, I think you need some of the things that feel a bit stilted because you're still just learning. So like you've got to yeah. keep it simple. Yeah. Um, but when you have an adult textbook that still just feels like it's 30 years old um and it's talking about topics that yeah you would literally never discuss with anyone if you are not interested in music and there's a whole chapter on like talking about whether you're interested in pop jazz or rock and roll and you're like "Hmm, was this written in 1985 um you know that that's not super that's not super useful um but the nice thing that I have noticed recently is that with some of the online content that there is and I've noticed more and more especially with people being more online now there is a lot more like updated kind of modern um for want of a better word like up-to-date material that is still structured but like does tend to cover things that are a bit more 
So now. are you talking like PDFs or like video classes or blogs or what kind of um, things? I mean, have you- like, so I'll take an example. Um, this is for, for any German learners out there. Um, there is basically a, a course um, that is free to access online with lots of content um, created by Deutsche Welle or um, DW is usually where people find it online. Um, and they have a kind of, so a Deutsche Welle is a, um, I suppose they're a broadcaster, like a, a media um, outlet, media broadcaster outlet. Yes, yes, exactly, media outlet. Um, and apart from having news, and they also have lots of news in English as well, they also have an entirely learn German dedicated mm. part of their website. Um, now on in that part of their website, they also have some courses. They have lots of content for learners and it's all graded on the European framework. So you can kind of go in and you can find if I'm at, you know, B1 level, I can find lots of B1 level content, both articles as well as audio um, information. There is a whole course, which again, lots of people who have learnt German might know Nikosweg. It's this like um, set of lessons that are all based on these stories about this um, young man called Nico and his friends. Um, but like information like that, it's all like quite up to date. Like it's been produced in the last, I don't know, five, look, maybe, maybe even 10 years, but it's not really dated yet. Um, and it's, it's online, it's freely accessible. Um, I'm not saying that all learning content should be free, mm. but it is a good example of where it can be kind of structured. It still covers grammar topics, for example, in context and has some exercises that are related to grammar, but it also has like video content and audio and vocabulary that's very of kind of today. So that type of content or something similar would be really handy for someone who is independently learning Exactly. Or perhaps supplementing with some tutoring lessons mm-hmm. here mm-hmm. and there. Yep, absolutely. Who wants kind of a plan to follow but isn't going through the traditional classroom teaching method. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, um, th- there must be heaps of awesome resources like that for all kinds of languages. And I think you're right. It's just about, I guess, delving into places that we haven't always thought to look because I think being handed a textbook is kind of what we've mm. we've always had like up until recently or or yeah. perhaps it was just seen as this is the way we're going to do it and no and one really just questioned the, it's it. the way as you said it's just kind of the way that people know it I think it's just mm. you know in some ways it's kind of what you remember from school you always had a textbook for a class and like so we're kind of used to that being the way that you you enter into a that in, the deciding to take a course there's a book that comes with it like that that sort of idea yeah. but you know the thing that I do miss when I don't have a text or some kind of course mm. I say that in inverted commas um to follow whether it's online or or physical um is that often I miss the grammar explanations and I think that that's what I so for Danish something that I like I eventually got to a point where I started asking more questions to my teacher where I was like I don't know how to 
I, I was like, I want to be able to say lots of sentences in the past, but I have no idea how to formulate it yet. And that's the kind of thing that like, you know, my ex the 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 kind of uh, lessons that we have where we do lots of talking and then I have a task to do afterwards. I was basically like, I need a task that involves me learning how to use the past. Yeah. <laughs> like I need something that yeah. specifically helps me how to do that. And then the next task that my teacher gave me was that I had to try and write a fairy tale where everything happened in the past. Ooh, so like that it. like it made me, yeah. And then he was like, here's a resource where there's some information on how to formulate the past, how to put yeah. it together. Now go away and try and find a bunch of new words and try and write a paragraph where you tell a little story and you only use the past. You know, once upon a time there was da 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 da, da. And so, like, yeah, for me, I always really felt that that was what I, that was what I would really miss if I didn't have a textbook. I was like, I want the little grammar key in the bottom left-hand corner that's like in a light blue box and says, here's how you use the past tense in Danish. Um, and but actually think- there are other ways to do that. <laughs> do you think also, Beck, that, because you are a seasoned language learner, this you know this is language number four or something five. I don't know. It's it's down the list. That even having an awareness of things that you're missing from your your learning is at the front of your radar. Whereas Definitely, if yeah. you were new to language learning and you were attempting to learn Danish, for example, or French, or whatever it was, mm. you might not know what you need to know. I mean, obviously, if you start to go, oh, I can't say yesterday I went there, so why can't I say that? Oh, that's right, because I haven't learned how to say the past tense to go. Yep. I think you're absolutely right. Mm. Yeah. I think that, like, you're right that it comes with, it kind of comes with having done this before. It comes with experience, like knowing, oh, wait, I remember when I did French at school, we learnt Here's how we learnt the past tenses. Like we learnt the present first. We learnt a yeah. bunch of greetings before that. And then after we learnt the present and how to do there that. There was a process. We moved on to the, yeah, there was a process. Yeah. But it's like I'm, I think, you know, if you have learnt that way before, you tend to, you might search for that again. And if you don't have that, um, then you kind of go being like, I've got all these gaps, all these like holes in my knowledge that I don't know how to fill. Mm. But what I kind of discovered is that actually sometimes you just need to say, I have a gap in my knowledge, <laughs> please fill it for me, teacher. Um, and then your obliging teacher, who knows absolutely 100% what they are doing with students, will be like, here is a task to teach you the thing that you don't know. Also, like, I mean, as an adult, we kind of have the freedom, I think, where you can, like, go searching for the answers yourself. Too, oh, because I was which is like say, even having a teacher, I'd be like, yeah. This grammar point that she said to me, I kind of get it, but I kind of don't. I'm going to find myself a YouTube video <laughs> that has yeah. some really good explanations and practice exercises that will help me understand a little bit clearer what the whole yep. point of that is. Yeah. And I think that comes with practice as well, though, doesn't mm. it? Knowing that you don't have to rely on your teacher or your textbook, that there are other sources and you as the learner, (laughs) can take control of your learning and get the answers that you need. Yeah, exactly. But as you said before, and you are 100% on the money here, you don't know what you don't know. And like until until you do start to get that sense of 
what might be missing, um, then sometimes I think that is when it's great to, you know, have a teacher or have somebody else around you who can maybe identify what you're missing as well. Because if you can't, if you don't know, which is completely like normal that there is nothing there's nothing like lacking in you not understanding sometimes what it is that you're missing that means that you can't formulate the sentence the way that you want sometimes you need somebody who is external and sees students like you all the time making probably similar mistakes or you know having similar gaps in your knowledge and go you know what I can see exactly the same mistake that you're making in every sentence that you try and say or I've I've heard the same thing that you're saying a little bit wrong, um, you know, for the last couple of times that I've seen you, how about we go through this thing? And you're like, oh, I didn't even know Yeah, that that's what I was missing. Yeah. <laughs> so like Yay. that is sometimes where I think there's real value in having an external, like, because mm. yeah, exactly. Having an external person like a teacher or a tutor or really, I mean, you know, whatever it is that you are comfortable even. with yeah. or a friend yeah. even. Yeah. Um, because actually learning on your own sometimes is is a really great sometimes it's really nice liberating thing when you've got your own time to to sort out your own rhythm um but every now and then it's good to have somebody else in there to to just help you like get back on track (laughs) totally what do you reckon Beck? would we love to hear from people who are listening who are either in the whole structured textbook definitely class camp or the less structured following your interests learning path yes. camp. Absolutely. I would love to hear what people's thoughts are and, and yeah. what, what everyone's doing. Yeah, hit yeah. us up. Let us know. Tell us, tell us what you think, whether or not you are, yeah, camp camp structure, camp let it go free, like free love kind of language learning. Or a um, little bit of A, a little or bit of a little of bit of both. <laughs> I don't know. But it's like it's all about balance, right? I mean, there's got to be a know. balance. And I think everybody's balance is going to be is going to be different. Um, it's just finding finding what works for you. Well, I'm super excited about trying to find a new balance in whichever language that I'm going to tackle next. So, I will keep you posted. Yes, do. I want to hear all about it. Yay! Oh, thanks again for joining us for another episode of Language Chats. We're super happy to be back and on the airwaves airwaves with you. Yeah, the airwaves. Is that what it's called when it's a podcast? Is it still I don't know. Airway? I don't think I've ever said that on the podcast before. <laughs> I, know, but I, was, I, was, I just had this like image going through my head of like an actual wave going through the air and I was like, wait, I guess that's not really how podcasts work. <laughs> No, let's delete that. <laughs> but I'm still, I, 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 yep, I'm with you. I, I know what you meant. <laughs> well, exactly. Um, what well, Bex said, we're happy. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we're happy. Uh, thank you for joining us. Um, and if you are interested in listening to some of our past episodes of Language Chats, you can find them all wherever it is that you listen to podcasts. Just search for Language Chats. Um, also, you can find out about more about what we do at languagelovers.com.au. And if you are interested in joining our little community of people online who can chat language whenever they want um, and 
share some, I guess, fun languagey things, um, then you can join our Facebook group at Language Lovers AU Community on Facebook. And don't forget to share the episode with any of your language lover friends who also might be struggling with finding their balance. And if you have time, please leave us a rating and a review because that helps other language lovers find us as well. Thanks again. See you next time.